Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. This is the Corner 3 Podcast, episode 46. As always, I'm your host, Alex Derrickson, and joined this week by Tim Daniel. Hi. Hi. And, rounding out the three of us, Sean Mackey. Hey! Hey! How are you guys doing? I am swell. It's been, I mean, it's been, a, it's been seven days since we've talked last, since our last confession. <laughs> how, how are you guys I, feeling? I don't I'm feeling know. great. Yeah. I'm feeling great. Like, Tim! Uh, Tim, like, you feel great. You feel great. Are you, like, my, like, motivational speaker right now? No, Sean's I am. High, Sean's high on paint fumes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's most of it, I think. Is, yeah. Uh, how, how, how is the painting going? You painting? Oh, the painting's done. Painting's done. Painting's all done. Is is the is the fridge still in the center of the kitchen? Because like I said, I really liked it there. Yeah, we had to move it back. I'm really sorry. That's a shame. I really I, like that as a conversational piece. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's 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 out. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> oh oh well that's fine then well this is the corner three podcast it is the conversational nba podcast it does post each and every friday on itunes stitcher and google play if you like what you hear and you want to hear a little more you can go to the corner three.net where you can listen to any of the other episodes we have done throughout the last 46 plus weeks of this show now before i start i would like to get straight into the basketball talk you guys you guys know this it's the it's the off season we got we got some time to play with. I I have an issue. I, I want to bring to your guys' attention, and I, I I want to see if I'm maybe alone in this. Okay. I want right. to talk about kale. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to do the eating better because I got yeah. one of those sedentary jobs where I just kind of sit at a computer and I'm, and everyone's like, you should try kale. You got to try kale. Everyone's the superfood bullshit, right? I, I feel like kale was very two years ago. Yeah. It still people people are on 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 the kalesy train here. Okay, you, at your you, work they are. Yeah, everyone's We're, like, you should try kale. Now, I've tried kale, and I have I have a small problem with kale, and that's the taste. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like that's, that's a big problem. problem. It is a crucial part of of the instrument of of eating it. Is is the taste aspect, and the problem is, and I said that to to a coworker. I was like, "Oh, I don't think kale tastes very good." Their response was, "Well, it's got as much protein as an egg." Ah, uh, just give uh, me a fucking egg, right? Right. Uh, exa- exactly. Just I, give you an egg. I can at least customize an egg. <clears throat> now, you you say that, that that you're trying to eat well, but next week, I don't know if you know this, Alex, but it's Cincinnati Burger Week. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't okay. know, I didn't know this. It is. There that's are a bunch of. That's just every weekend at my house. Yeah. Well, th- well, this is this is this is a Monday through Friday thing. Oh, Jesus. So and it's okay. and it's it's citywide, I'm man. And there there are, there are five dollar burgers at a bunch of different locations. You need to Google it. Right. But it's next week, Cincinnati Burger Week, and Can- this. Is, I just want to remind everybody: this is an NBA basketball podcast. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes, yeah. but sometimes we talk about Kalen Burgers. And we, don't we forget, got, th- we also have my birthday next weekend. Yeah! A lot of beer. That's right, that's right, that's right. 
Thank I've, God. I've got a wedding to go to this weekend. So I mean, Me the too. Whole, like the the eating healthy thing is 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 definitely a trying experience. Especially I feel like the older we get. Yeah. You know, yeah. but. That, that's not going to stop me, you, Sean. You've seen me put multiple pizzas away in a sitting. We are. We all Same. can't look like Ben Simmons. No. Uh, no. No, but, I mean, you know, that Australian hunk. Hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Sean said, sometimes this is about basketball, I guess, so we should probably transition into that because I'm sure somebody's screaming at their radio or at their phone or whatever. I don't know. It's a podcast. We should just we're post not, an episode not, that's just like silence, radio. like the mayonnaise epi- like the mayonnaise wacky deli episode from Rocco. <laughs> yeah, I want I want that in a podcast form somehow. <laughs> so, where we last left off in in the free agency was was the signing of G Hey Hey to to the Celtics. Uh, there have been some moves since then. Uh, basically, the sign-and-trade for uh, Jai Crowder to Utah is... It was Did that go through officially? No. No, no it didn't, didn't even no. happen. Avery See? Bradley ended up going, leaving Boston to Detroit. Okay, yeah. and then Olenek went to, to Miami. Miami. Right. So, we've got Rudy Gay to San Antonio, Vince Carter to Sacramento, and their ever-continuing culture change. Uh, James Johnson staying, Dirk staying on a much more reduced salary, which is good too, on him. Too reduced, though. Too reduced. I, I think it's fair. I don't think they're going to get that second year out of him. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green went to the Cavs. That's a, that's a decent yep. pickup. Uh, Zaja Pachulia re-signed with the Warriors. They continue to to rebuild and regain and reclaim their throne. Uh, Joffrey Laverne, who the Bulls were hoping to re-sign, which is why they got rid of Jordan Bell at the draft, signed with the Spurs. God love him. Talk about a talk about a lucky thing for him going for the Bulls to the Spurs and yeah, week. that's a uh, future's bright for for him, I guess, on the bench. Uh, but then Contavious Caldwell Pope just signed with the Lakers for a one-year, eighteen million dollar deal. Uh, yep. Then Tabo is going to fill some sort of gap out in Utah. Uh, the two-year, ten and a half million dollar deal. Now, I, I want to talk about this Contavious Caldwell Pope deal. Yes. So last year, three million six hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars. This coming season, one year, eighteen million dollars. Now, I, I don't really want to talk about Contavious Caldwell Pope. I just kind of want to use that as the measuring stick from from my real point that I want to make. There is a 28-year-old former MVP chill, still chilling in free agency by the name of Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. We have talked mad shit about Derrick Rose in the past. We have seen the, the rise and fall, the hashtag the return, the hashtag the return to the hospital, uh, the New York trades, how he kind of low-key put up his best season in a few years, but also still had a knee injury and everything. If... If you guys were running, if you were an NBA GM in, in this hypothetical situation, and you saw Derrick Rose just chilling in free agency, would you go after him? No. Just flat out, no. No, no, I'm done. Well, biases aside, you've got someone who, yes, may have the absence of, of knee ligaments, but. Uh, 28, still f- principally in his athletic prime, 
and <laughs> principally, it's, it's funny, but I mean, at 28, at 28, he's, he's still got a lot left in the tank, you know, on paper. Uh, yes, he's had a barrage, you know, a cornucopia, if you will, of, of knee injuries, but if you could convince him to come off the bench, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go for it. You wouldn't try would. to get, like, a reduced deal. I mean, people are still signing Andrea Bargnani. Right. I would. I think he'd be great in a situation where he's coming off the bench for Popovich. I think that'd be awesome. If he could go and back up maybe, like, Goran Dragic in Miami. If, uh, See, I, I like that. I like away. that more than the Spurs. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I think the Lakers are really going to need someone to be there behind Lonzo, whether it be him or Rondo, which last two Bulls starting point guards are out for grabs, guys. See, I, I think that's their leading. I would guess more towards Rondo, if yeah, from the Lakers' perspective. I just I think it's really bizarre that like his names only popped up in a couple for links to a couple teams. Uh, Milwaukee was one. Uh, the yeah, Clipper, the Clippers were kind of Clippers. Like, they were tangentially linked. Uh, that kind of didn't seem like that. That seemed more all sizzle, more smoke, less fire kind of deal, but. Mm. I, I think it's bizarre that we're in an era of, of basketball where, you know, not knocking Contavious Caldwell-Pope, but it's another situation how I, I kind of, like, trashed on the J.J. Redick deal where it's like, I like the deal, I just didn't $23 million like it. I don't hate Caldwell-Pope in L.A., I just don't $18 million like it. I think it's I think it's weird that Raymond Felton is still getting signed, but... The veteran did, minimum at that. Yeah, which is fine. He's he's put in his due time. He's yes. a veteran minimum player at, at this point in his career. But like I said, the resume is there for Derrick Rose. But there's also the resume of injuries. And I I just think it's fascinating that teams are so less inclined to sign a person with that kind of, you know, I guess the insurance policy you would have to take out on him. Well, there's that, and then I think off the court, too, he hasn't exactly been the best situation either. We uh, talked last week about when he... No, we talked during the draft about when he flat out disappeared from New York. Sure. I don't I don't think that, you know, the, the civil case he had really necessarily plays a part in this by any stretch, though it probably should. It should. Yeah, completely. Um... But you know he's it's not someone who looks like you can rely on on the other uh, you know off the court as well as on the court. But in I'm, the court, right? I'm I'm completely I'm completely done with him. I think uh, I've been duped way too many times by Derrick Rose, and he gets hurt way too much. I mean, this is the thing. I don't I don't think Derrick Rose thinks he's a backup point guard. That's the problem. I agree with you there. I don't, I don't, I don't think he thinks he's a backup point guard. I think he thinks he's a starter, and we're in an era where there are not many, you know, unqualified starting point guards at this point. I mean, there might be five, and he's probably one of them if he actually becomes a starting point guard someplace. And I, I don't really like him anywhere except I, I think I would have been okay with him in San Antonio because I think they would have been able to rein him in a little bit, but I. And see, I, I don't see it working in San Antonio solely because he would, I think that demeans what Patty Mills has done. It if, does. If it does. If you're, you're right. start Parker, 
then you have Patty Mills, who I think you're kind of breeding. If you can get him to more of the pass first, you know, shoot second kind of idea that Tony Parker has. But, I mean, Patty Mills is a shooter. Uh, and a, a good one, especially well, for them off well, the bench. But I, I, I think in, in San Antonio, Rose would have to almost take on a third, like a third tier point guard. I don't. I definitely don't think he's there. Well, yeah, and that I, I'm just saying, I would have liked him had Patty Mills not signed. Sure, I would have been. I would have been okay with it. But with Patty Mills there, I mean, it's it's moot. I'm not gonna, you know. But uh, who's uh, who's the starting point guard in Dallas right now? Uh, probably Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith and Yogi. Okay, okay. So there's a place where you have an unproven point guard right now. There's a place he could go. Clippers, obviously. Bucks. I mean, I don't, I don't really know who signs him at this point. To be completely honest with you, um, he's he. I mean, it is really suspicious that he's still out there. Yeah, and Raymond, like you, about. yeah, and and. You know, I've I've been duped enough. So I, you know, if I was a GM, I would be like, no way. There's just he would have to be a eighth man off my bench for me to be okay, with, and he would have to be okay with the situation as well. Because I think any way y- y- you're gonna put it, Derrick Rose is not gonna be comfortable in the role he's in because he wants the spotlight still, and that's not really viable. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's, he's clearly not the same player, you know. He's not the MVP Rose or anything. Uh, no. Would you, and, and Tim, uh, I'll, I'll shoot this one to you here. Would you consider, if again, in this in this land where we're GMs, would you sign Derrick Rose if you could convince him to take a role more off the ball? Yeah, I would. Let someone else um, kind of facilitate the offense and let him be more of a scoring option. But that's not his game. Well, the thing is, Sean's talking like Derrick Rose has no role in the NBA anymore. I don't think that's the case. I don't think he's a star. I don't think he's an MVP. I seriously don't think he's a sixth man. But I think he could very well be a good role bench player for some team. You don't need him to go out there and play individual defense. Absolutely. Just hope to God you have someone behind him that can pick up his defensive slack like he's had everywhere he's been. Well, except for New York. But um, I think that I think he has a place in the NBA. And I hope he does get one more shot before he has to go play with the Beijing Ducks, honestly. <laughs> where, where he will win a title. Yes. There'll be a movie made about him. Uh, rose-colored glasses, they'd call it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Okay, so before, before we move on, Sean, you wouldn't sign him, but if he were to get signed, where... If, if it came out tomorrow, because this is how this show works, I mean, we recorded on Wednesday, we posted on Fridays, and usually all the good news happens on Thursdays. So when Derek Rose gets <laughs> signed, immediately after we stop recording, if the headline is Rose signs with blank, what team do you look at it and go, okay, I'm okay with that? Well, um... I guess if he's gonna be if, if if he's gonna go with with the plan of eighth man off you know eighth man you know I I think we could probably go with uh, with Bucks but I wouldn't start him I think that would be I, I don't think it would be a bad place for him if he came off the bench but uh, you, I don't know I just I just have so many reservations about him and I I mean like I said before like my 
personally, I feel like the whole rape trial was kind of overlooked a little bit, and I feel like yes. it, I feel like his reputation should have been tarnished more. But I think people forgot about it, but I did not. So that's just personally what's going on. But I'm going with Bucks. Tim, I will say um, I'll stick with my Miami Heat point. But you know, Sean, to further your point about this whole eighth man thing, let's just remember. Tim Hardaway just got an offer with, for the Knicks that so he had tried to get I the know. Hawks to match. But but so, but but Derrick Rose but, still has a role hey, in the NBA. Hey hey no 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 no. The Knicks the Knicks are just taking crazy pills right now, so they don't even know what they're doing. I don't even think they know who runs the organization right now, so I don't even know who approved that. But that was so bad. But moving on. Donnie Walsh yeah. is still just getting letters in the mail. Oh god. <laughs> Can we at least talk about someone that did something kind of good this week? And even though they've had to go through hell this off season, I, I, really I do. Like what- b- real quick. How would you guys feel about Rose to Detroit? Because I wanted to throw mine in there. Um, backing yeah, up, there. backing up, uh, Reggie Jackson. Yes, in that yes. regard, yeah, yeah, be great. I thought about Memphis as a cool idea with him backing up Mike Conley. I thought that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Memphis just signed former number five overall pick Tyreek Evans in the most Garpax headline I ever read for a free agent signing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it'd be awesome if Derek Rose did go to Memphis. Is as soon as like a game was on the line, they had him shooting free throws. Oh, and then Mario <laughs> Chalmers comes out and ties and wins the game. Ah, <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to touch on real quick before we moved on to another topic is I want sure. to give kudos to the Indiana Pacers for switching the CJ Miles deal and um, you know getting some good moves out of there and getting him out to Toronto and getting Webster out, getting Webster in that trade. Uh, I know that the Pacers are not going to be very good, but they'll probably still make the playoffs because they're in the East. But I really like that everything they kind of get dealt with Paul George and having to really change things around and make it better. I'm really ha- impressed with everything they've been able to do as far as getting uh, trying to trying to right the ship for at least a year to hold them over. Yeah, I, I, I think any team in the East right now, basically, if they have like a good sandwich shop in their stadium, they can make the playoffs. That's yeah. right. And we all know that ba- the Baker's Life has those. Yeah, they do. I love Baker's Life. It's a good, I do too, it's a, man. It's a good little arena, except for the one red light at Survivor Series in 2012. <laughs> yes, but that was miserable. There. All right, moving on. Sean, the NBA made some changes. They did. They did. Today was kind of a... Uh, I wasn't aware that it was like an NBA meeting day today. Were you guys aware of that? No. I wasn't. I, you know, it, it's crazy. So the uh, NBA Board of Governors met in Las Vegas today to do a few changes. Uh, first one, uh, I'm, I'm kind of okay with because I have basketball fever every every fall. Uh, the NBA season is starting about 10 days earlier this year on October 17th. It's usually right around Halloween. So I think that's pretty awesome. So, um, so it's going to be starting that day. Uh, then there were some changes with some rules, which were... Uh, a little bit interesting about the uh, the timeouts. So the NBA Board of Governors approved a rule to decrease the number of timeouts per game from 18 to 14. It also Good. passed a rule that... Yeah, which that's fine. I'm totally okay with it. I'm all about speeding up games, guys. I just wish baseball would get on the, uh, get on the ball as well. 
It's also past a rule. I know you're, I know Tim's going, no, baseball's fine. It's always been fine. It doesn't need to be changed. For the guy who doesn't watch baseball, Tim, it needs to be changed. Okay. It also passed a rule that limits timeouts in the final two minutes of the game to two per team down from three per team, which I, I, I understand. I, I think if you're at the arena and there's a lot of timeouts, and you get to kind of talk with your buddies, and you're kind of in one of those situations where it's like, oh man, I can't wait to see this happen. You're okay with a little bit of passing time. But when you're watching it on TV and they keep cutting to commercials, it's annoying as hell. So yes, it is. Good good yeah. for the NBA. I like that. I like and that a lot. I think the, the production crew in every arena is like, guys... We've got to figure out what fourth quarter sort of style cam we have to drop. We can't get rid of dance. We can't get rid of kiss cam. Should we get rid of the funky chicken cam? Should we get rid of the sandwich cam? I'm on the sandwich no. this week. This is what you get <laughs> rid of. Noticed. Sean and I can very much attest to this. You get rid of the baby race cam. Yes. Yes. Well, who doesn't love child exploitation? <laughs> I, like, like, like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Are they really going to do this? Are they really going to wa- they really going to race babies?" And I was like, "Oh my god, they're really racing babies! This is I was crazy!" At your house. I, I know, that. I know, I know. I'd never seen it before, but at the same time, it was like I couldn't look away from it. So, right. so okay, quarter three blood packed real quick. If we're ever at a game, they do a baby racing cam. We storm onto the court in suits with cigars and start throwing bets at the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the third thing that got approved today, the board also approved moving the trade deadline from the Thursday after the NBA All-Star Game to the Thursday 10 days before the game. Oh. Now, which is which is interesting because, you know, I don't know if this is like a a direct uh a direct, you know, thing that happened because of the DeMarcus Cousins trade where he was traded literally right after the All Star game, which which was kind. Of, I, I'm a, I was okay with that, but it'll be kind of nice though. This is the thing: how, how are they get, say say a NBA All Star gets traded ten days before the game, and they were in the East, and they go to the West, or they go from the West to the East? Do they still make the team? Well, now Tim, help me out with this because. I know, as, as Sean has highlighted, you're the, you're the fan of baseball here. Would you think they would take the baseball approach to it, where it would be like, yes, you're still an all-star, but you're not going to play in the game? Kind of like when a pitcher pitches too close. Uh, probably, because that's actually what they did when Jeff Samarja got traded from the Cubs to the A's. He made the all-star game in the National League. They recognized him being in there, but since the trade was like a few days before, they, he didn't pitch at all in the all-star game. But he wore his that's A's a- uniform. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I don't really... That's, that's going to be kind of a weird situation, because that's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe not this year, but, you know, somewhere down the line, that's going to happen. Sure. Um, so I, that's something to think about. But uh, one thing that didn't get changed today that everybody was, like, kind of, you know, harping on the NBA was the playoff seating. And they said they're going to look at it another year, you know, to maybe do, like, a 1 through 16 tournament, as opposed to... Because, I mean, I think after this playoff that's going to be coming up this next season, they're going to want to change they're going to want to change it because the e- the east is going to be hot trash. I mean, we're looking like you said Tim, like the Pacers are probably going to make the playoffs. I don't I mean, they might win 38 games and win and make the playoffs. Who knows? I want a 1 through 16 seed or like tournaments so bad. But you like, know who doesn't want that? The east. East 
Eastern the, Conference teams. That's the Eastern right. Conference, yeah, and 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 they said, you know, it's going to be kind of it, it. It's been kind of a logistical thing, mm-hmm. so it would be it would be really hard, you know, on people from on the you know Golden State Lakers, you know, teams that are on the coast, you know, to travel back and forth. So yeah. the, you know, it's something they're not going to look at right now. But I mean, I think next year's playoffs is going to. I mean, it's going to be Cavs and Celtics again. No matter, even if even if there's injuries, it's still going to be Cavs and Celtics. No. There's no way any other teams make those. Would that you Would you be okay with like a middle ground where it would still be the eight West and as opposed to just the sixteen teams, you know, sixteen best teams in the NBA or whatever? If they still did the eight West, eight East, and then you know just did a mad scramble, you know, and then kind of reorganized them into the one through sixteen out of the eight and eight. That'd be fine. I mean, it doesn't, I, yeah, I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't solve the travel situation, but still, in a way, kind of creates a, a balanced approach to the playoffs so each conference has. You know, that way it's not the Cavs and then the 15 best Western Conference teams. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's, but... I like that. The one that, you get, like you mentioned, is, you know, during the finals, when those two teams go from East to West Coast, they have two travel days between games. Um, yeah. How the hell are you going to do that when we're already complaining that the playoffs is too damn long? True. You meet in a... The finals just take place in one neutral location in the center of the United States. We could do it like NCAA tournament style. Everything's every game's sudden death, and every, there's different regions that host places, and everyone meets in the end in one certain place. I like it. That would be then, so fun of oh, sudden yeah. death basketball. Yeah, it'd be great. But I know Sean is not a fan of. Sudden death basketball, as he's also not a fan of sudden death football. No, not a fan. No, no. You you like knowing each year that the best team won. Yes, I do. I do. I think a seven game series is a little ridiculous. I, yes, <laughs> and it's it's not it's not as fun. It's not as fun. But I think I think they get the best team. Because I mean, I've now this is different but i've never lost a best 2 out of 3 game of rock paper scissors and then gone if we did best of 7 i would have kicked your ass so i think you could definitely <laughs> like truncate that to maybe a best of 3 through the whole playoffs or best of 3 and then the finals best of 5 there's there's ways to abbreviate the nba playoffs cuz i i'm never going to get off my horse that that is just too damn long i, I think I get that, but I I don't know, man. Like, 2016 Finals, Cavs and Warriors going seven games was so freaking exciting that, like... It was. I don't know if I could not have that. But yeah. it's a total dice roll on whether it's even going to go to seven games. I think, I think I if, they, if they were just, like, best of five, like, yes, I think at some point someone might go, that'd be great if they could have played one more game, but then it's like, but then they probably would have had to have played another game on top of that. It's, it's a, it's, for me, it's a where does it stop? Yeah. You know, if it yeah. was best of seven, why not best of nine? Well, that, I mean, there, I remember years ago, I think, I think it was somebody on the Oakland A's, I think after the, uh, the 1990 World Series said that if they would have played nine, you know, best of nine, they would have won the World Series. And I just remember reading that going, really? Who says that after after you've lost four? Right. You know? <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. So, interesting changes to the league. I, th- I think they're slowly figuring out all of the scheduling issues. Because I think there's still a lot. I mean, we saw that as they slowly started moving the back-to-backs and... 
the number of like games that get get played in that, and like the three out of like the three games in five days or whatever else they were doing. So I think they're slowly starting to figure it out. But uh, moving I on from too. that, Tim, yeah, what you brought to the table for us today. I want to talk about Nike doing a documentary on Kevin Durant just to sell some shoes. Just watched it. Yeah, was that nothing more than buy my shoes? The the thing that bothered me the most about it, Tim, was like no one else is interviewed besides you know his coaches and Patrick McCall and yes. his mom right. and and like Steph Curry they don't have one close up of him at all because he doesn't he doesn't I wonder why <laughs> yeah wear shoes for Nike so so it's 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 funny. You know, watching that and just going, this was just a big long shoe commercial, and it didn't make me like Kevin Durant anymore. You know, so like, yeah, exactly. So here's the thing for those who don't know, who don't listen to our show, and this is your first time catching it. I hate the Golden State Warriors. I hate them a lot. For those who have listened every single week, you know that for some reason, even with that divine hatred, that just passionate I have to dislike them. I really like watching Kevin Durant play basketball because he's amazing. He's an unbelievable scorer, and I thought that I was happy that he won an NBA championship, but I always said that I thought it would be mean a lot more if he won in Oklahoma City. I think a lot of people agree with me on that case. I think it would have meant a but, lot more if he won one for Seattle, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> but then you draft Russell Westbrook and then change your team, you know? No big deal. Um, <laughs> by the way... Peyton Manning made a joke about the Tennessee gymnastics team during the ESPYs tonight, where they because they won, they were like really good this year. He said the Tennessee the gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told him he wanted to play for them next year. <laughs> oh, Peyton! But going back to my point of this documentary, I understand that it's a way to advertise the KD tens, his brand new release. He wore him game one during the finals. Nike did a really cool thing where every time Kevin Durant was on the floor, the shoes were on sale. When he was off the floor, they took them off sale. And it was like I thought it was a night, night, a cool marketing campaign. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. That's but, fun. Yeah, it is exactly because it makes it that that race of trying to get your hands on it. Then you know the next morning it's at every shoe retailer, so it's like, oh, I could have just waited. Yeah. But this whole documentary was literally talking about how <clears throat> Kevin Durant made the decision best for him, and he had to go move on. And you know what? That's fine. I'm okay with that. What I don't like about the whole thing is it's a whole thing. It's a 35-minute shoe commercial slash pity party. At one point in there, Kevin Durant says, I didn't go there to make my life easier. Yes, you did! <laughs> well, Yes, well, you did! In, I, in, and I understand. There's, there's, two, there's two different things, and I, I get it from both perspectives. You know, uh, LeBron left Cleveland. How many years was he in Cleveland before he, he ditched to Miami? Seven? How many years was... Seven. Okay, he was in OKC in Seattle for nine years. That's Correct. a long. That's a long time. And he got very close many times, and he couldn't get over the hump. And you know, he had to leave, man. I mean, and I, I get it. I get it. Like I, I, like it's unfair. It was a totally unfair place for him to go. But he's got camaraderie there, and he looks like he's having a good time. And he just won the MVP of the finals. So I, I don't mind that stuff. That's not what I mind. I just would rather Kevin Durant be realistic here. He went there because it was easier to win a title and accomplish what he wanted to accomplish, and that's well, fine. Well, that well, is totally you know, fine. Yeah, but but then but then you but then from the other side of the spectrum, you have LeBron saying he's never played for a super team. So I've made fun you know, of that too. 
Okay, so so there's a lot of issues going on both sides of the NBA Finals right now. All right, so a lot of a lot of a lot of you know, well, you know, it was way harder for me to get over the hump than it was that guy, and it that's you know, winning an NBA title is not easy. From right. you know, especially even even when LeBron went to, to to Miami, it took him a whole year. You know, I mean, it's not it's not easy to win a title from any circumstance. You know, it's harder than winning a title is winning an Olympic gold medal, which you can hear our spirited discussion about that on the corner3.net slash podcast or at iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Plug, 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 plug. Here, yes. And I understand that point too, Sean, trust me. But I think it was harder for Miami. I do. Strictly because, can you name like their bench players after on that first year when that team was together? That first can time I around? Did- can I name their bench players? Uh, there was, there was Eric, <laughs> Eric Dampier, Joel Eric Anthony, Ilgalskis. You know, yes, they weren't good on the bench. That was those yeah. three guys that do everything. He but joined but, the two-time reigning MVP, a defensive player of the year candidate every year. The guy who's second all-time in three-point career shooting percentage to the guy who has those two MVPs in as far as regular season play. The co- I mean, the, the, one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. An unbelievable system. They're a great, ran, they're a wonderfully ran franchise. I've never declined that. But my point in the documentary of what I think is really funny is that he tried to say that he didn't go there to make his life easier. He totally did. It's all right. I have no problems with him going there. I've mentioned that many of times. You just hate it. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I, it's not that I even mind that he plays with them. It's right. just that I hate the Warriors. Like... If I didn't hate the Warriors, I wouldn't care that he played there, obviously. You, I, you like Kevin Durant so much that him playing for the Warriors makes him harder for you to appreciate as a player. Not really, because I do think he's, depending the day you talk to me, the second or third best player in the league. Yeah. Um, it's just that I think I liked him so much more in Oklahoma City, and I get it. There's a discussion him and Russ didn't get along, and, you know, you're right, Sean. They did get close so many times. And I did find it funny that he told Paul Westbrook, I mean, Paul George, how great Oklahoma City is. I thought that was kind of neat. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he had to move on. It was, he said it was time for him to move on. I, I get it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on it anymore. He just won a title. Whatever, whatever decision he made, obviously, was the correct one. So it was. I know. So, so hate all you want, Tim. You know, hate all you want. I get you, man. I understand. I, I was you. You know, seven, eight years ago. So, I get it. And to this day, I still, I just with with the decision. While while that's kind of being tangentially brought up, I, I still feel that was more or less how it was done, <laughs> not so much right. what was done. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really what what peeved more. Pe- and I think that added fuel to my fire for not liking LeBron for so many years because right. I was just like. Great, and, you know, and I was, you know, I mean, not that we didn't want him to play for Chicago at the time. We did. We would have, we would have been okay. I I was okay with Dwayne Wade playing with them this year, but it was weird, guys. It was real weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was kind of one of those Twilight Zone episodes, you know? So... All the players you hate not play for the team that you love. Exactly. With Rondo and them, I, I had a... And I think that's kind of why I'm, I'm kind of off the wagon right now with uh, with any NBA teams. 
I'm leaning. I'm leaning wolves, though, boys. I'm leaning wolves. <laughs> no, we're off the market because we, as a team, the three of us, watched <laughs> the Bulls destroy their rebuild plan more and more by the minute during the NBA draft. And when they had a chance to really take a guy they could build their franchise around, they took Nikola Mirotic too. Yep. Electric yep. Boogaloo. Oh. <laughs> okay, can we get this to stick? Everyone just tweet at Chicago Bulls, Lori Fart Cannon. <laughs> Who went 0 for 10 the other day in Summer League ball shooting from 3. He was drafted to make 3s. Fart Cannon. Hashtag Fart Cannon. There we go. I, just, I like it. I want this to be a thing. Again, Lori, if you listen, I don't want you to suck. I want you to do well. But just right now... Fart cannon. <laughs> Just right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Just fart cannon, please. Uh, so moving on from from Kevin Durant, just kind of smaller smaller news bits to touch on, just because it's just things that are being discussed right now in the league. Uh, Carmelo Anthony to Houston, maybe now that I've, now that we mention it, it'll happen. So kinda heard it here first, guys. We broke it. <laughs> I just I feel like I just I we woes bombed. Especially, well, with Carmelo, I just, I hope that this works, where we just say it and then it happens, because I'm tired of summers being spent around Carmelo Anthony. Oh, God, I know. I think at this point, like, I I swear, Carmelo is at his house, or houses, one of his places in which he, he, his domicile of of some capacity, is just sitting there with, like, clip-outs of, like, Carmelo to Chicago, Carmelo to Houston, and he's just sitting there just jerking it. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Carmelo Anthony might be the only athlete talked as much as a Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight right now. I watched the second conference for that, by the way. Much better than the first one. I hope so. It was great. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite quote from the whole thing, and then we'll move back to Carmelo. Conor McGregor asks Floyd Mayweather, Why'd you bring a backpack up here? Everybody knows you can't read. <laughs> I, I did appreciate the uh, the pinstripes on Conor McGregor's suit in the first press conference. Yes, yeah, the whole thing. It's two more days of this shit, but uh, uh, yeah, when, when some when somebody dresses up as Big Boy Caprice, you just got to give him give him props, right? Yes, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just I'm not paying a hundred dollars for that fight. No, no. That boxing match. No, that that's something I'm going to be watching on uh, the old Cody box. <laughs> don't don't start talking about your dark web. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, hash, hashtag dark web rules. A person listens to this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> In Tokyo. After <laughs> <laughs> so, Virginia. There are there are multiple mellow deals being discussed, all of which are the end result of him going to Houston to play with Chris Paul. James Harden and uh, you know Clint Capella, my boy, uh, love him. the the real the real star of the of the Rockets team with with D'Antoni and everything. Uh, there's multiple deals being discussed. Some three teams, some four team apparently. Uh, a bunch of interest, no real legs to them yet. So, gentlemen, I I labeled this as floor or the ceiling for this. If if this trade goes through, the ceiling for that Rockets team is a title. The floor is 2012-2013 Los Angeles Lakers. Your guys' takes on it, and then we can kind of move on. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I think that that was a big reason the Knicks made the deal for Tim Hardaway, so they made sure they had you know a roster spot to fill in for if they can move this Carmelo Anthony deal. Um, I don't know what they're going to do because Ryan Anderson was supposed to be part of the deal, and the Knicks shot that down. Not that he's Carmelo by any stretch, but I thought that would have been a nice piece to have in the trade. Uh, Cleveland apparently is still in the running to get him. They're still trying to make a deal happen, even without giving up Kevin Love, I saw. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. I want, I just want it to happen. I'm with you, man. Like I said, like, yeah. like you said, I just don't care anymore. You don't care, and Mello? No. It's not that I dislike Mello. I mean, I've watched all his hoodie workout videos. He looks in good shape. He's hitting baskets. <laughs> Um, you know, he's doing looks, his job. Yeah. right. Yeah, he's working out, but I, uh, I don't know, man. I just have like a this thing where I don't know if Carmelo Anthony will ever win a title. No, and he won't. I think that he could really help at them against a Warriors team, shooting wise, scoring wise. But that's it. Yeah, Sean. Well, um, I don't like him going anywhere. Period. <laughs> yep. Because he he he's Carmelo Anthony. Like he's I I, <laughs> I have no faith in him going to either the Cavs or or the Rockets because I feel like something else is going to come out of left field at the last minute and someone else is going to take it. So you know I. I don't know where he's going to go. I, I have a feeling it's going to end up being Cleveland before it's Houston because we're talking so much about him going to Houston. He's going to end up going to Cleveland, and they're going to trade him for so, like a you know a box of socks or something, and and they'll get him because that's the kind of stuff that Cleveland does. You know, they're like like here's a box of so- socks. You go, you go ahead and give us Antoine Jameson. Here's a box of socks. Give us Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you. All right. Uh, do we have any more socks to give out? You know, and th- this will be. And- <laughs> <laughs> and and this will be their Carmelo Anthony box of socks that they're gonna they're gonna give out, <laughs> and uh, he's gonna end up going there. I honestly I don't like him going to Houston. To be I'll be I'll be honest with you because I I'm not okay with him taking away shots from uh, from James Harden. I think James Harden is so good right now, and they had such a great season last year. I think. Chris Paul's a great piece for them, but I think they need a power forward. Like, I think Clint Capella's a good guy. I think they need to keep him, but I think they need to get a power forward and just not get mellow. Yeah. Well, this is what's going to happen. Go ahead. We're going to talk about Cleveland, Houston, Cleveland, Houston, Cleveland, Houston. And then Sam Presti's going to come in and swoop a deal and put him with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I hope so. I sure <laughs> hope so. God, that'd be fun. <laughs> and Billy Donovan's going to go. What the hell am I going to do with this offense? It doesn't matter. It runs itself. <laughs> Just uh, don't be surprised if I name this episode Carmelo Anthony in a box of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I do like. I, I want to see Carmelo Anthony be successful. I would just love to see. Because it's never going to happen. Because you know he likes to have his his like superstar run in short spurts. I want to see Olympic Carmelo for an NBA team, where he can play like a stretch five for somebody, and he can go just be really dominant and scoring the ball, and he can really help out some team. Like, I think he, I think if they could get Olympic Mello in Cleveland, that would be phenomenal. Are you saying Olympic Mello is better than regular Mello? Yes. 
Don't you think that's because they just give him the ball? Because he's mellow. They're like, here, you're not going to win a title, so here. Here's all the the shots you want. I think it's because instead of playing the Warriors and the Rockets, he plays Peru and Greece. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it does. All right, so before we wrap up this week, do we want to touch on Summer League? I, a little bit. I just want to touch base a couple things. Um, First off... Jordan Bell, yes, this piece that the Bulls sold to the Warriors for three and a half million, had a five by five game last night, guys. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it was awesome. Props yeah. to him. Um, second, like I mentioned, uh, this rebuilding Chicago Bulls team looks like a disaster when Denzel Valentine and Lori Markin the other day went to combine over twenty shooting three. <laughs> um, both point guards are done with summer ball. As Cameron Payne and Chris Dunn have both left. Family Allegedly. issues. Bo- both Allegedly. due to family issues. <laughs> Allegedly, Cameron Payne may be getting cut after Summer League. Oh, really? I like that. I like that. You know what that means? No, I don't like that, because you know what that means, guys? <laughs> you know what that means? They gave up four draft picks. Basically, for a guy, they're going to cut. Oh, I live for this. Yeah. Okay, they traded four draft picks for Doug freaking McDermott, who they traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Cameron Payne, a guy that they, for some reason, still was, they thought was good because he was good in college once. And and now they're going to cut him. That's great. Hey, Wonderful. No, if, if, if Wonderful. This goes, if this all is true and goes through, uh, don't forget that those two picks that they gave up for McDermott were Nursef Jurkic and Gary Harris. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. And then... So, thanks, 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 Alex. I got you. Me. I got you. Thank you. Can we talk about some guys that have really stood out in Summer Ball real quick, though? Go ahead. First off, yes, he's been amazing. Oh my, oh my he's god, so yeah. good. Um, I'm so excited for Jason Tatum. Um, I don't think the Sixers should let any of their guys play Summer League anymore. Apparently, because right. some, something bad just happens all the time. Though I think Markel Fultz will be fine. But if they sure. go by the Sixers MRI machine, he'll never walk again. <laughs> and then Lonzo Ball had a triple-double in a, in, a, in a game. They lost, but he had a nice triple-double where he went 11-11-11. But dudes, De'Aaron Fox already has like 13 steals in Summer Ball, and Donovan Mitchell, I don't think he's missed a shot yet. Those two guys are the ones that stood out to me and have made me really excited for this NBA season. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm tooting this horn. You've heard me toot it at the draft at twitch.tv slash Alex, which is still available for you to watch if you've got three and a half hours to kill. Dennis fucking Smith Jr., man. He's so good! Best player in this draft. I, he very well okay. could be, man. I, I think he, he very be. well could be. I'm between him and Fox. Sure. Yep. Well, and Foltz, because Foltz is ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah. Yes! And, and then, last thing I want to touch on, my happy team of the week. I want to give props to the Brooklyn Nets for making a lot of really good moves. I can't believe I'm saying that. Okay, I shouldn't say a lot. Maybe like three or four. But <laughs> to be able to make the deal they did last week with Toronto to get a first and a second round pick and dump some roster space, bravo, guys. Bravo. It's like you guys could win 21 games next year now. <laughs> Keep it up. Oh, man. Well... With that, gentlemen, this wraps up episode 46 of the Corner 3 Podcast. As always, it is the Conversational NBA Podcast. It does post each and every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you Google like it, Play. Google Play. 
Yeah. .net, where you can listen to all of our other podcasts that we've done throughout this season. Uh, also, I'm going to just throw this out there. We are all NBA fans without a country right now. We have no allegiances to no team, to any teams. So if you want us to be a fan of your team, or if you've got a lot of room left on your Wells Fargo bandwagon that's coming down the street, tweet at us at the Corner 3 Pod. Tim is at TimDaniel518. Sean is at Sean underscore Mackie. I am at PressX to Alex. If you want us to like your team, tweet at us. We will be very easy to convince. <laughs> Until next week. Hail Hayward.